Welcome to the Business Made Me Do It podcast, where we cover marketing, business, and overall growth. Here's your host, Caleb Shore. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Business Made Me Do It podcast, where we are on episode numero five. This one is a little bit different. We covered the comfort zone. And this is actually a repurposed episode from the Summit View podcast at Summit View Pod on Instagram. And it was such a good episode. I usually don't republish episodes, but this one talked about comfort zones. Um, It was just a great conversation. Summit View podcast is not sponsoring this episode. We will probably never do sponsorships, but this one is actually one that I was a guest on theirs. So we talked about comfort zone all about the comfort zone, our life uh, experiences with it. We're four different guys from across the world with totally different backgrounds, totally different industries, niches, Um, just a very diverse view of the world, how we view business, marketing, jobs, comfort zones, and essentially how how to get out of them, you know, how to move on to the next step, how to if you hate your job, get to the next level. Um, we have all kind of advanced in our career. So very diverse, very different backgrounds, which is awesome. You get to hear a lot of ear nuggets along the way. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. We are putting a lot of effort into the podcast, getting people on. Um, this is just going to spread the message. So subscribe, leave a rating, leave a review. It would mean the world to us. Without further ado, Let's talk about comfort zones. Welcome, welcome everybody to episode seven where we're going to talk about um, getting out of your comfort zone. With me as always, Wes B, Maddie V, and your boy Timmy B. Um, Today's episode, we got a special guest in the house, Caleb Shore. Me and Caleb go uh, way back. We won our first Sam Volleyball Championship together. Um, Caleb, how are you doing today? I'm great, man. Thanks for having me here. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the first thing we wanted to talk about is because, you know, you started your own company, um, Conversion Stream, and newly just started his own podcast, Business Made Me Do It. Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about more of you know just your company overall, and I think it's super ballsy, super proud of you to start, you know, especially the podcast by ourselves. I and mean, we got three people, we needed three heads, so mm-hmm. for you to do that, it's awesome. So just talk about a little bit about that. Yeah, uh, super ballsy. Some people call it stupid. I don't know. <laughs> I guess we'll figure out soon enough. Um, but yeah, a little bit about the business. Started it's about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd always been doing marketing and websites for seven, eight years on the side. And then finally, it was like I had an opportunity to travel with my girlfriend, which I'm sure we'll go into. Yeah. Finally decided to launch full-time, quit my job. I was a software developer in Lake Norman, quit. We ended up doing some travel work um, and then did that full-time. So we've been to a couple cities now. We're in Atlanta. Uh, super blessed, super super happy with with where we're at, and um, yeah, it's still still in the startup phase. But have you gone out to uh, any any bars and restaurants in Atlanta because they opened up before <laughs> us? <laughs> yeah, um, we closed down later than you guys too. So <laughs> it was uh, yes and no. We've done a lot of takeout, but yeah, we haven't really explored Atlanta. We've only been there three months. That's awesome. Weird time to go to a new city. Terrible For time. Sure. Yeah, you like, can't even go out and see it. Yeah, luckily our Airbnb is pretty sweet. Yeah. <laughs> um, you had mentioned uh, kind of taking the leap into, it sounds like software kind of development a little bit. Yep. That, I mean, to talk about the title of this episode, getting out of your comfort zone, that had to be kind of a jump. Yeah. You know, something, Some unknown. What, what caused that? Yeah. Um, great question. I... So I've done a little little bit of everything. I worked in sales. Uh, first of all, let me take a step back. Played uh, professional baseball in Australia and then played collegiate ball in Belmont Abbey, um, a small small school I'm sure you guys have heard of around here in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. But baseball kind of set me up for sales. Um, worked in sales for a couple of years. Learned a ton. Um, sales is not for everybody, but I believe everybody should try it. Yeah. You, you learn so much, and I think you need it in every field. Then from there, um, used my IT degree, worked in software, one company, and then move over to a software development role in another company. Uh, another thing, yeah, getting out of the comfort zone, it was it was very hard to leave because you, you, you get stuck in your ways. I was at the, the one software company for a little over a year, built great relationships, still keep in touch with a lot of the guys that I worked with. And yeah, just 
felt like I, I was getting complacent. I don't know about you guys, but yeah. whenever I feel complacent, I'm like, ah, there's something better out there. I, yeah. need, I need to to grow and expand. Yeah, um, so we kind of have a similar background with sports, going into sales. Then I work with a software company now. But the sports thing, though, I cut it off. My first year after college, like my first year in college, I had quit because I couldn't afford rent. So. Intramural champs, baby. <laughs> Intramural champs. Hey, well, yeah, me and Matt became intramural champs, though. <laughs> put it, put the team on our backs. Pick and roll. <laughs> but yeah, with the sports management, um, I know we've talked definitely talked about the sports man- management like uh, major. Um, I know for me, when I had um, a professor, Jeff Longo, um, he was the GM of the Charlotte Checkers at the time. And he told me straight up, he was like, Tim, you have a great personality. Um, you're, you're like where you're at right now um, in sports, there's not much money. And if you want a family, which you talk about, you're not going to be able to go around them. Um, so you really need to rethink um, if sports is really for you. And I was like, there's not a lot of money and it's taking up all my time. Hell no. <laughs> I don't want to do it. I mean, it was cool to do in college, but I think that like – when I was growing up, I didn't know anything else but sports. So that's why I was like, oh, I'm going to go to that major because I don't know shit about anything else. Mm-hmm. So I know I don't know if, like what what triggered you to get out of it, but that that definitely was my story to get out of that. Yeah. So sports, um, honestly, why didn't continue is I wasn't drafted. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, straightforward. Um, yeah. I had the opportunity to go play overseas in Australia for a year. Technically, it was professional, but the the level of baseball degree is nowhere near what it is in the yeah. u.s mm-hmm. so it was professional over there but it was kind of like college ball over here maybe like single a double a type level um but yeah you know after that i kind of knew that was probably going to be my last step in in the sports world and the baseball world so i just had a had a hell of a time yeah. over there with uh actually it was a buddy i went to high school with oh shit played at Catawba baseball and then we played on the same team so enjoy it while you can enjoy yeah. it while you can yeah luckily i kind of had an idea that this was going to be the last run at it um so it was just yeah it was just a lot of fun yeah. um you know in, in college and in kind of the professional world you kind of lose that that love because it feels like a job, mm-hmm. but over there it just you know felt like back you know when you're in little league or high school again and just playing for fun and having having fun with your boys in a in a different continent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Matt, why did you why did you leave? I mean, I know I know you were a chef, and then you yeah. were like you still yeah. are technically. Yeah. So yeah, we talked about it in early earlier podcast, but did culinary work life balance for that was ass. Um, it, it was. You're, you're literally working the opposite hours of everyone else. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I love cooking, but I, I once I kind of was working 40 hours a week and going to school, I was like, eh, not for me. Switch over to sports. Love sports. Love the you know that degree and, and everything we learned there, and we met a lot of people. And that was kind of you know I, I really stuck to the ticket sales thing. That you know mm-hmm. I we took a lot of classes on that. I really liked that. So I get, that's a grind. Yeah. I knew I liked sales. Um, moved back home. Knew I wanted to get back to Charlotte. So then I started working for Collabra, and that had some sales aspects of it. How did you start working at Collabra? Timmy B. Yeah, thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so then that that brought me into sales. But then I ended up liking, you know, you know, I, I love the grind of sales. You know, it takes a certain type of personality to do sales. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was, I was good at that. But then, you know, I kind of just found I liked the recruiting side better. Yeah. And that's where the I... The thing with sales is you... Why I love it is you control your own destiny. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're going to be lazy for a month, then, okay, you're not going to get paid. It, yep. it is what it is. If you're going to grind the entire month, then, yeah, you're going to have a, a fat check the next month. Like That's just yep. how it is. It's all on you. And if you're going to be lazy, they're probably going to hire someone else, too. So, <laughs> I'll do yeah. that. My, uh, so, kind of thinking about comfort zone and, and all of that, with my career so far, I, I haven't changed companies. I've always been with the company I've been with, but it's, have I had that feeling of leaving or like going to do something else? Yes. Probably in every job that I've had, but I've always, when I start to get that feeling, it's what's my next job supposed to be? Cause I'll only take a job if I know what I'm going to do after that. And so it's, how do I start to learn those skills that I want to get in that next job or the one after that? And then it's finding ways to set yourself up for that because oftentimes 
changing the job can give you a totally different perspective of that entire industry or that business. Like for me, working at property at a hotel was completely different from going to work at corporate headquarters, right? Like two very, very different jobs. Like you go from like what Matt was saying of you're in the grind all the time. Like hotels never close. They're 24 Mm seven. People go to hotels to sleep, to eat, relax, experience something. Um, so they're always open. They're, you've always got to be on. But for me, it was always when you start to feel complacent in that job, don't do it anymore. But never do it in the way that you're just going to quit or give up. Find something else that you want to go pursue and try and get whatever you can out of that job until you can get to that next thing. <clears throat> don't feel like you have to rush it. Like Make sure it's the right time to make that move. If you're fed up with it, yeah, don't do it. But make sure you find what that next thing is that you want to get did set you, up Did for. you think it was the right time or when you, you know, started your own business? Yeah. Um, I... I did. Um, I had so my dad was an accountant. He he's entrepreneurial. My mom was a nurse, kind of the rock of the family. Um, so it was kind of yin and yang for them. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I've learned more about that the, the older I get. Um, but yes, timing wise, I think so. I had wanted to do it since I was like probably 22, 23. So, you know, seven, eight years. I've just been kind of planning it. Yeah. Um, so it was always in the back of my mind. And I feel like everybody, everybody listening, everybody at this table, you probably know what you should be doing. It might not make sense right now, but if you continue to work towards that kind of end goal, if you will, finding what you love, what you feel excited to do, that's where you really want to continue to strive for. You know, that might not happen three, five, ten years down the road, but when it does, all those stepping stones are going to be worth it. And I think for me, you know, on the talent acquisition side, I always tell people like, even though you're not looking for a new job at the time, you should always be open to new opportunity because that can always. Oh, I believe that, that 100%. Yeah. So, like, even if you're not looking, you love your job, you know, opportunities can come out of nowhere. If someone reaches out, don't be a dick. Yeah. I, I've had it tons of times where I'll reach out to someone for, like, trying to, like, sell them on a job and they're just a complete asshole. And I've had it where the people who, like, literally ignore me and were just a total dick. Six months later, they get laid off or something, and they're reaching out to me like, "Hey, do you have anything?" And I'm like, "Filled." Sorry, yeah, like, even if we do, like, you know, you are a you are a complete asshole. Yeah, that Sorry. goes a long yeah. way. Yep. I think I think with me, um, I kind of got forced to get out of my comfort zone a little bit. Um, I had the I had the job with the vodka company for a year, sold vodka, and then I got laid off as a 24 year old, um, which is I was like, "Damn, this is this is real life." I'm 24 and I got laid off. This is the real world. Fuck. Yep. And uh, I didn't have a job for about, I think, like three months. Interview processes now, by the way, are like, they take a month. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're doing, did you get severance or anything when you got laid off? I got one check, yeah. One I got check. one okay. severance check, which was nice. Um, Use a lot of my credit cards. Um, but, uh, yeah, and then I saw Avid, uh, I saw that company and that, <laughs> that software company, and um, they honestly we're blowing up and i was like what are they doing they're doing something right i took the lowest paying job and i don't know shit about software or anything and i took the lowest paying job ended up getting actually kind of enjoying it and then six months later got promoted and now it's like the rest is history i'm learning a lot about a trending thing that's happening in yeah people need so but that's what that's i think what a lot of people are scared to do or feel and that's all in this comfort zone conversation. It's like people are too scared to go do something else and start at the bottom and work their way up because yeah. they, they think it's going to take too long to make a career out of that. 100%. The amount of time and effort that you're spending to like think about all these things that can go wrong, just go do it. Mm-hmm. Go start that job. Do it for six months to a year and, and see all the other opportunities that that, that provides you or, or gives you. Because I think from there, you'll learn so much. And as soon as you – if you're a – strong-minded person that's listening to a podcast right now and you're trying to better yourself or learn new things like people are going to see that and Mm -hmm. you're going to get opportunities that your peers may not if they're not those type of people so get into those roles that yeah it's you want to try it yeah but it's it's the point of not being scared to fail correct like that i mean every entrepreneur every big name person they they don't they don't talk about it as much but they fail over and over and over again yeah but they're definitely willing to talk about it people ask them about it that's that's their growing points and kind of basing off of what Wes just said um my company i work for now we actually have university classes that it gets you into our career it's definitely a lower paying job a lot of people come to us 
Um, and we just had one. It was 20 people. It's an entry-level job, but it gets you into the mortgage industry. Right. It, it's for people who, A, they're either you know starting a new career, whether what age they are, B, they, you know, some were just graduating, so that kind of gets them in. Or C, you know, they don't want to, you know, they, they're kind of sick and tired of what they're doing and they want to take a a chance in, you know, a, a growing industry. And it's kind of cool to see where we're getting all these people. Like, we posted this job online and within 24 hours, there was over 200 people applied for it. Right. And it was a pain in the ass going through all these people. But, you know, it's just we essentially hired them on their personality their culture you know what you know and we're people who were just like yeah i'm just looking for something new had no energy had nothing else you know just kind of like like the company wants something new you know that's not what we're looking for we're looking for someone who has that energy who has the passion to grow and not just trying to get in for a paycheck yeah i've got a poster in my office that's uh experiment fail learn repeat yeah. It's just got the infinity symbol above it. like, And I think that's life, but it's also career. It's work. I mean, try something, especially as we look at coronavirus, how it's affecting so many people. A lot of people may not have jobs when they go try to go back to that job, depending on what industry they're in. So don't be afraid to just go start something new. Learn about it. And if you're a strong-minded person that has the right thoughts, does the right things, and treats people right, you're going to be recognized. And, and whether that's through a promotion, money, whatever it is, yeah. those things will come. Or, yeah, I mean, maybe even like an indirect promotion, like somebody quit and then they reach back out to you and offer you a position at this other company that is double the pay or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. Um, one thing you said, ready, fire, aim, is one thing I have written down in my office. It's just like, just do it, fire, and then just figure the rest out later. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the I love that approach because I did I did that um, very ballsy when when my buddy Frank moved down here from Ohio I didn't have a job and I signed a lease at Sky House which is a thousand dollars rent and I was like all right now I have to figure it out yeah and I that's why I took the lowest paying job that's why I and then I figured it out and it worked out Frank was like dude I'm not paying your rent I'm like chill you're fine <laughs> I got this um, we got approved didn't we you were forced to I, yeah, do something I was about forced it. Yeah. To, that's kind of how I, I I don't know who said it but he was like go get the nicest car out there and then pay for it you know like I forget who said that I've, I've heard that you definitely well. heard that yeah done done is better than perfect is yeah. another good oh. one like there's Ooh, there's yeah. so many good ones just get out there go do something and, and make it happen yeah and yeah. don't be scared to go out and do it that's the like i mean that's the biggest thing if we're talking about comfort zone if you stay in your comfort zone and just want that check every week yeah that's fine that's fine but you're gonna be the same person that you were 20 years ago than you are now mm-hmm. if, you, if you don't unless you get out of your comfort zone learn new things i mean that's why i'm i'm proud of you so much just starting your own business like i don't even know where the hell i would start with that right now right at all like it took me a year to even start a damn podcast yeah now we're here so maybe i'll start a business in here yeah i mean you just learn so much (laughs) along the way like it's just crazy the amount that you learn from doing versus researching and i do it myself like i was telling you guys before the show i fall into the trap of doing so much research where i don't take any action Mm -hmm. and it's not like entrepreneurs or business owners are wired differently or whatever it's just they figure it out along the way that you know i'm sure everybody's heard the saying where you jump off and then you'll build the uh the flight the parachute mm-hmm. on the way down it's yeah. the same it's the same thing yeah absolutely just a i guess a different way of saying it yeah i think uh, a lot of people suffer from this pressure to to do things different and because of all of that pressure they get in their own way and they don't know or they feel others are, are going to dictate or judge the way that they're doing it. So they, they wait. And Caleb, you said, you know, doing research. Think about all the times I spend, like, looking stuff up. And I never, I, sometimes I never even do it. But I yeah. just wasted, like, 10 hours looking stuff up. And it, why didn't I start it? Like, just start something, figure it out. Yeah. Um, or you're, you're complacent in whatever that process is that you do. Because in the past, you've done it that way it's worked and you think oh that's the only way it can happen like that i've done it before it worked well we're in a different world now like a year ago is completely different from what it is today so constantly have that mindset of trying to find that adversity and and then work through it and get out of your comfort zone and improve and once again like i said experiment fail learn repeat like find a way to make it happen and take the feedback on the way but 
people are going to hate on you for it. Learn, yeah. learn from it, but you'll do it. I, and a, a way to help that out too is like having habits and creating good habits. Um, I know you used Caleb used to say, I don't. It was on your Instagram. You used to do your daily morning r- routine habits and things like that, which are great. Um, but like, what what habits have you changed to you know better your um, I guess mindset or career? And your, I mean, you used to start a podcast. Um, I, so a couple things, um, asking for feedback, like asking for other people to critique, like inviting that into your life because other, most people won't tell you the honest truth unless you ask about it. Mm-hmm. So you may have to like ask another question, but like yeah, get like, it out. Exactly. Like yeah. indirect questions. So I've, <laughs> I've been asking for feedback, especially on the podcast. It's like, Hey, what could make this better? Mm-hmm. So that way I can adapt quicker versus yeah. like episode 10 then I'm still making the same freaking mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, and hey, that, you did this wrong in episode two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should have told me like, that too. Me. Yeah, <laughs> but people, people are so sensitive or used, you know, society or whatever it may be, they're, they're not going to, they're scared to tell people the, the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing is reading. Um, obviously a pretty pretty standard one, but about 10 pages a day is what I shoot for. 10 pages takes yeah, 15 minutes, 20 yeah. minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, it just... It's exponentially uh, expedited my growth as a person, as a business owner, as a marketer, like whatever you want to call it. It's mostly nonfiction books, so it's a lot of like self-help, business, marketing. But I mean, you could you could do that for anything, like whatever you're. Have you read um, Atomic Habits? Yes. Okay. So there's one part in this book where I've been actually trying to implement myself. Is it's called like environmental habits. Mm -hmm. So like. A good example is like if you're not a reader right now, but you want to learn how to not learn how to read, but you want to read. (laughs) And what you do is like when you make your bed in the morning and you go to work, you throw that you throw that book on your bed. (laughs) Yep. Do you do that? Well, so I used to do that at work. Listen to this book or read. Yeah. So I do audio books. Yeah. But yeah, Atomic Habits. Right. So I would always I'd I'd think of something while I'm in my office. I could put it on a to do list. I could put it on a sticky note, but when I would leave my office, I would need to take action on that, like right when I left, and I wouldn't because I'd walk out of my office and something would happen. Yeah. So what I would do is I would put a sticky note on a pen and I would throw it into my doorway so that when I was walking past the, my doorway, I would see this sticky note and I'd be like, oh shit, I need to do that right now. <laughs> yeah, no, but, that's smart. I, but yeah. those type of things or, or preparing for my dumb self in the morning. Yeah, be, absolutely. Because, I mean, you do it, you have the habit every morning of you wake up, Make your bed, take a shower, mm-hmm. but you if you want to grow, then and you want to add to those things that rather than going through the same routine every day, then throw it right in front of you. Like even the night before, if you wanted to work out, put those damn weights like right in the middle of the apartment because you can't go to a gym now. Yeah, <laughs> but just put them right in front of you. Like okay, I gotta work out. Like I yeah. said that I said that to myself yesterday. I gotta fucking do it, or I'm just gonna be lying to myself, right? Over another, and over and over. Again. Another one's like uh, I want. I told myself, you know, I want to take a daily vitamin, fish oil, apple cider vinegar, like right, all that green tea extract, whatever. Okay. But I would always forget to do it. I'd be driving to work, and I'm like, God oh, damn it, I forgot it. Mm-hmm. So I put it right next to my toothbrush. Now every time I go brush my teeth, I morning, do that. It's like, <laughs> d- d- but th- that like simplistic thing, finding different ways in your day to do that, can be such a big help. Yeah, and going back to what you just said, and we learned that from reading. Yeah, yeah. you know, so it, it's it's crazy how much you can learn from from books, um, even Harry Potter. <laughs> so learn some I mean, spells. He became a great guy. Has <laughs> a great family kids. Curious, uh, going along the lines of comfort zone, dealing with stress, right? So. I struggle sometimes to find ways to deal with stress. I'm curious how you all do it mm-hmm. or if that's changed like over the years. Like we're all, I think pretty much late twenties. So yeah. we've grown a lot when you look at going from high school to college to then career. What have been the different ways that you've kind of changed the way you deal with stress? I, so anybody that follows me, I'm a big meditator. Uh, it sounds very stupid or like no, I don't sit not. Indian do you style. Do it in the morning or evening? I, the, my most successful time is in the morning right when I wake up. Okay. Um, if I have trouble sleeping, I'll do it at night, but I'm, I'm a, I'll usually fall asleep pretty quick. But yeah, morning, um, 10, 15 minutes. I use an app called Headspace. There's another Love one it. called yeah. Calm. Uh, I believe Calm is free. I pay for Headspace. No, Calm is $70. Is 
Is it? Yeah, wow. just I have it. It could be free right now, though. Oh, damn it. Huh. Check it out. <laughs> I'm still paying for it. It's free. I'm interested in that. We'll talk about it yeah. a little bit. Another thing for me personally, I'm sports background, like I mentioned earlier, working out is a, is a big one. I obviously can't go to the gym now, so running, I picked up running, which I absolutely hate running. Me too. But I've been forced to do running. Me and my girlfriend bought some bands. Um, I would rather just go out and run, you know, get lost mm-hmm. for an hour, an hour and a half in Atlanta or, you know, wherever it is I'm at. I'm too scared to do that. Um, I live in a good area. <laughs> <laughs> just like with running, though, I just so I'm just bored. Like I, my my cardio always was, you know, playing basketball. Yeah. Um, and now I can't do that, so I it has forced me to run. And I literally had to download that app. It's like the tracks your miles, mm-hmm. just to make sure. Like, all right, Tim, you're fat. It's point eight <laughs> miles. Like, keep going. <laughs> like, it's, like, it's, Been running for thirty five minutes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like when it to relieve stress. Um, Back in the day, growing up, when I had like family stress and things like that, I relied on a lot on you know my college friends like you guys and went out and partied. To be honest, um, that got my mind off everything that was stressful, um, which is a terrible way to do it. That's Absolutely like, terrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but at the time, though, I'm like, oh, I got all my boys. We're here. They're here for me. What do I need to be stressed about? You know. So like, I I did rely a lot on drinking and you know going out or whatever it was probably more than that just from knowing you yeah you you like to entertain people Mm -hmm. and like you cheering someone else up cheers you up i feel like yeah absolutely so it could be the drinking obviously which is not a great thing not not a nice way to cope but i'm sure helping other people like (laughs) dancing or whatever it is no and that's that's crazy that you said that because i had i had a conversation with that um to actually my girlfriend and like seeing other people happy and like going out with them and then making them happy that makes me so much more like mm-hmm. happy and then like that's like a that's like a like an ease off me like i'm i'm good now yeah. uh, another thing though is is basketball like when i was stressed out i would play i would go play basketball every time because it's therapeutic it, re- it really is i mean yeah like I, I love it, and you start scoring. And the you start time flies about too. Time yeah. flies. It's like you forget about everything. That's like it's like a, a ten minute run. And you're, you're like that feels like it's four hours, but then you're playing basketball for two, three hours, and it's like shit. Yeah. Where'd the time go? Build your confidence yep. too. Um, unless you're like terrible, but which we and have Tim's friends that are terrible. You, yeah, and then I, I'll, yeah. I'll be yelling at Matt like just catch the damn rebound. Don't tip it in. You're not tipping it in. <laughs> so sometimes when I'm stressed out, I'll start yelling at people like like Jordan, like competitive. Mm-hmm. But no, it's uh, that's therapeutic. But right now when I'm stressed out, like for work, um, running is one, but doesn't help me as much as probably helps other people. Um, I, I honestly try to I, – I start reading – and then I'll start like looking up other things, but then I'll also rethink and be like, "Okay, Tim, you can't like fuck this up. Like you have, I have no room for error. Like I can't like go back and rely on my family or anything like that. So when I am stressed out, I'm like, I kind of just take a step back, count to ten, and then I'm like, "All right, you have to actually do this, whether it sucks or not. You're gonna have to get this done." Yeah. in order to move forward right so like that one's tough but i definitely work like i have to so it's just like a mental thing and for me you know the the, what i like to do you know if i'm stressed sometimes you don't even know why you're stressed so like just taking the time and figuring out you know what's stressing you out figuring out you know what can make you unstressed so i'll go back and I'll, i'll i'll think like you know why am i so stressed out like what's going on in my life that's making me this stress and a lot of the times i'm like Okay, that's just dumb. Like, yeah, yeah. That's, no, and then yeah, when like, you do that too, you th- yeah. and then you start thinking about like all the like you got to think about all the positives. Yeah, like you're like okay, I'm you know you got a house, you're you're you're, you're you know you're living in Charlotte, you got your two dogs, you got your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Like, why am I stressed out? Like, like, why is this making me so mad? Yeah, why is this making me so mad? And like, it's just it's sometimes it's stupid shit too. Like, yep. I'm stressed out because I have to stare at my computer screen for forty hours a week in the corner of my apartment. Yeah, why am I stressed out about that? Like, I should just walk around (laughs) you know i don't know i uh when i so after graduating college i moved back home lived there for a couple years and was talking on a previous episode about the long commute to work it was like an hour each way you know 
it ends up being multiple hours a week and it that added to the just the stress of working at a hotel right like that it, it's stressful it's constantly and on you're your just toes. dealing with people all the time yeah people upset about things it's not good enough or dealing with new associates coming on turnover is always very high so very stressful but one way that i found that was great for me because i like you were saying, hated running. I just didn't like running. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought a bike and started like cycling. So that I found was a very good way to not feel the agony of running because running, you can like, okay, let me jog. Now I'm going to walk. <laughs> are, are, you, are you that dude that won't get out of the way of the cars though? In all uh, spandex. <laughs> definitely all I spandex. All bikers are. I think, uh, I, I like, think, God damn it, another one. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that I won't get out of the way of cars. I just think cars should share the road. That's oh, kind God. of my perspective. But we could we could do a whole other episode on that. Get some um, biking road etiquette. tires. <laughs> um, for me, though, I think that was a great way to go get out and you decide how hard it's going to be. Like, you see a hill coming up. And getting on the top of that hill like is extremely tough in the moment. But when you get to the top, the descent down the other side is very, very cool. So mm-hmm. finding that for me was like a, a great way to relieve stress. Because when you get your heart rate up high enough, I think, and we all talked about sports or athletics in some way, mm-hmm. you forget everything else. Like in that moment, it's just like, am I breathing in my nose and out my mouth? Like all these thoughts start going through your head about these things. We're winning this game. Yeah, exactly. Um, And now I would say from a work perspective, dealing with stress, I've found that you all were talking about, is this really that big of a deal? But sometimes for me, it's thinking of what can I actually control in this situation? Like I can't control what's happening. Like this, this is coming down to me regardless, or we look at coronavirus, it's happening. Like I, I can't do anything about that. It's a good way to but, put it. But control what you can control and find a way to put that on your checklist or your to-do list for things you need to do. And then also another good one that brings me, really relieves my stress, but also I think brings other people up is go find a way to recognize someone else doing something right and like give, like appreciate them, show them appreciation. I find doing that really helps me kind of forget about some of the stressful things because it's not all bad. Find some way to bring some other person up and watching them smile or like mm-hmm. really feel that appreciation you're giving them has, has helped a big, like a lot. Yeah. And I, I think it comes down to being self-aware of like everyone's different, like stuff that you do, stuff that you do, stuff that I do is, is going to be different from everyone listening. You know, me running that might work someone else with like knee problems. That's definitely not going to work. No. So it's like, you have to, you have to try out multiple things until you find one that's like, oh, okay, this this is helping. This is for me. Yeah, this is for this me. Makes me feel better. Yeah. And I also want to go back to what you're saying about you know how you meditate. Like I always I looked into that but never did it because honestly I did think it was weird as shit. I was just like, what what is this? Um, but like a lot of people do it. A lot of people that are successful do it. And like like what got you into that? Like how did, how do you think it's helped you? Um, I've read into it a little bit, but I'm not like. Super, yeah, you know, same thing, man. I, yeah. I saw a lot of people on that next level, and even levels above that mm-hmm. that were doing it. So yeah. I'm like, okay, this is a common pattern between multiple successful people. Like, there's got to be something here. And my brother is a psychologist, and I was talking to him a lot about it, and he prescribes that to his patients, where it's like, hey, you need to try this. Um, it is, it's not a short term benefit. It's not something that you're going to do for a week and then notice a difference. Okay. Which I think most people stop doing it because they don't see that immediate mm-hmm. satisfaction. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been, I've, I'm, I'm not the best at it, to be honest with you. I try to do four days a week and that's it. Um, I, I can go, I track it every day in, a, in an app, but I can go back and look and like sometimes I'll do it once a week, one time, sometimes I'll do it seven days a week. It's just, it's all pattern based. But for me, I studied people that were levels above where I was at and where I wanted to be, and I started to see patterns with, if they're doing it, okay, that must be helpful of some sort. Does it, like, refresh your brain or, like... Yeah, so the the best way I can explain, it's I feel more clear, like, clear-headed. I feel more focused. Um, I can concentrate for longer. I'm, I'm less distracted. And th- this has been mm, months, months that I've been practicing practicing meditation. Um, it sounds very stupid, and most once again, most people will give up. But if you can just kind of push through, and even if you're doing it even once a week, twice a week, you'll start to see the benefits. Um, and cool. especially, you're asking, when do I do it? 
in the morning is when I try to do it. 10, 15 minutes, that's literally all you need. You could even start at five. Like everybody's got five minutes in the morning, mm-hmm. you know, after your shower, before your shower, whatever it may be. But just sit in silence. It helps you control your thoughts, which leads into the stress conversation we were just having. That has helped me calm down like what I can control. And you were mentioning that, you know, how, how do you just control what you can control? Because a lot of society and the news is all negative and, you can only do so much. So it's like you have to focus on, and this is my perspective, you have to focus on what you can do. And if you can't, if it's out of your realm of control, like you can't do anything about it. Yeah. It's a waste of, waste no. of time. Waste I like, of that's a good way to put it for sure. Yeah. Um, people get caught up in that. Um, but we, yeah, we have some, some other couple things to talk about. Um, some more questions for you. Thanks again for being on. Um, this is one of the things I'm curious about. Uh, with everyone here has different, you know, career paths, different things going on. Um, but and obviously we have quarantine, all these crazy things, yep. crazy times we're living in. Um, but where do where do y'all get your you know your motivation to keep going? Um, motivation, I mean, start your own business, um, everything like that. Where do you, where do you get your motivation from? For me, it's my dad. Um, having him losing him, but watching what he created in in his lifetime. Um, family, a business. He started a business when I was born, a roofing business. So that was extremely hard, but he started it because he was working for somebody. And he's like, I'm tired of working for somebody else. I'm going to do my own thing. Oh yeah. So started a company with um, my uncle, so my mom's brother, and built so much. I mean, it ended up turning into like two or three different businesses. And I think for me, it's watching how he was a parent, how he was a, a great father and a great husband to my mom. And so I see those things, and I think that's my motivation. But also now not having him is extremely difficult. But to know that there's somebody up there watching kind of what my success or really kind of now he can, I, I, I think, can see into every moment of my life and knows what I'm doing, to have that opportunity to kind of show him, like, this is what you made, like, that's what motivates me. I'm getting mm-hmm. goosebumps kind of thinking about it. No, no, I feel I feel that for sure. I mean, mine's similar. Um Mine, uh, like, obviously, dad passed away as well. Uh, didn't really build anything, but I, you're can like continuing your legacy, right? Yeah. Like you're you're looking at your dad as a role model. I love my dad. I think he like he was a great person. Got like, I think I got my personality from him, which is all I need. And my my thing with like you're continuing the legacy. I'm trying to like start up my own. Yeah. So like, my my motivation is. I don't want my kids to go through what I had to go through. Um, then that would be a—I mean, that's a huge win right there. Yeah. Um, and just like I've, I do believe the same thing you're saying. Like they're seeing, they're watching me right now. That gives me a huge motivation and to keep going. And basically, he thinks like, you know, I learned what not to do. Yeah. Now go do it, this type of thing. Yeah, and that—that's yeah. really what gives me motivation. Um, and on the side of that, I love money. So, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, money does motivate me, and I say that in every interview, whether they like it or not. But it's it's definitely, and, and that's not. There's there's so much so much of a bad stigma around being money driven. It's not a not a bad thing if it controls your life. You know, maybe. Yeah. But I, I think most people are at least a little bit money driven, especially in sales. Like if if you went into an interview and you told, especially like in a company like Tim's or any other sales company, if you were like money's not a motivator you're probably not going to get the job yeah and i I know like how you can be like like not money motivated and it's like sometimes money being money motivated can mess you up because that's all you're thinking about but my my like perspective is i grew up with um pretty much nothing so like i remember in college i was eating crackers and mustard and I was raiding Wes's fridge. Yeah, I was about to say, unless it was coming out of my fridge. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you were eating literally ramen, yeah, and then peanut even, butter and jelly even, for months. Even in, um, even in, like college, or not even in college, even in like growing up in high school, like high school, I barely, like the food really wasn't there for me on the dinner table. But like middle school. I, I remember like coming home. I had that sandwich, you know, and I was like, "Hell yeah!" Like then I can yeah. do my homework. High school, I relied on like my neighbor and my other neighbor, and that's how I ate. And so, like growing up, I went to school with literally twenty dollars, no debit card, and that was my money motivation. Like I need to make money to provide for myself first, and then 
let me provide, you know, for my kids eventually and things yeah. like that. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah, and for me right now, you know, obviously family is definitely a motivator. You want to want to make them proud. You want to make people around you proud, not just family, friends, whatever. Um, also, you know, finally finding a career that I can see myself growing into. So I'm doing a lot of research on how to get to the next step and, and looking at other people, whether it be, you know, through social media, which we talked about, you know, looking at people on LinkedIn, listening to other podcasts, you see what they're doing within that career field. And that's kind of motivating me to get better. You know, looking what your surroundings are, not using like, oh, they're doing better than me. You know, I fucking suck. It's using it to better yourself, doing the research at that point, and then just getting better. So that's definitely a motivator, just like looking at other people and using that as growth potential for me. Versus comparing yourself to yep. them, which I, yep. I think people fall into that trap. And I listened to another episode about social media, about you guys' release, which is very good. Um, Thanks for the shout out on the title as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, if you haven't listened, go back and listen to that one. But yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I think social media is a great part of the world. Um, I same thing. Try not to fall into the trap of you know endlessly scrolling and making it a distraction versus using it as a motivation tool. Like I follow the the you know the business accounts of things where I want to be versus you know a top 10 model that I'm like, oh, why can't I get her? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you it's could. Just, I could, yeah. <laughs> Chris not, he's not going to. I'm yeah, don't saying. get mad. <laughs> <laughs> I just think, yeah. Okay, so, um, and this is a very, like, big question. Um, a lot of, I feel like, we're, we're talking about careers and things, but um, do you do you think, like, that this, like, your careers right now, like, this is your end goal? Like, are you going to work where you're working until you're 70 and, is like that your is that what you plan on doing um i'm i'm asking because like yeah i have a career too right now but this podcast for me is getting me out of my comfort zone it's helping me learn it's giving me a platform to keep learning i'm gonna be honest with you we talked about it earlier i don't want to work a nine to five until i'm 72 and then I get to hang out with my kids for 10 years while I'm 70 and and get the Charles Barkley swing. You just want a different work schedule cuz I can give you one of those. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but I want to I want to create different avenues. I want to use my money that I'm making into different avenues to make money work for money where eventually I don't you have to You want to not work. Absolutely. Right. And I, that's the goal. And I yeah, yeah. and I want to yeah. spend time with my family. I don't want daycare. I don't want Someone spending more time with my kids than I am during the week. I don't want any of that eventually. I need, I'm like, this is why I started this. Maybe it will, you know, hit my brain other different, different directions. It already has. I'm not saying I'm starting my own business tomorrow, but it, it already has you got never me know. thinking different ways. But I mean, I'm just curious for you guys because that's how I think. I'm not trying to work till I'm 70. I know, I mean, you started your own business. You're probably not thinking the same way too, or thinking mm-hmm. the same way I am. But like for you guys, are you guys? Like, yeah, you guys yeah, have- definitely. And, and you know, we talked about on an early episode of you know the other other things that I do for money. That sounded weird. Other companies. <laughs> yeah. other what are com- those other things? Other companies <laughs> that I, I kind of have on the side that you know helps me get that that income. But for me, what I want to do, you know, obviously, I don't think. Some people enjoy working nine to five. Some people that you know they enjoy that. That's something they want to do. Like, what, what am I going to do if I yeah. don't work? Yeah, but for me, you know, obviously, I want to be. You know, I talked about it. You know, I want to be like a consultant where you know you're you're working when other people need you, which is great. But you're also you're telling them like, if you need me, this is when I'm going to work for you. This is when I'm going to help you out. Yeah, and you know that's something you know I definitely love what I'm doing now, and that's something I can see that I'm, I'll be doing for a while. But you know, just having that freedom which you're talking about and being able to create your own your own thing instead yeah. of like you have to go into work you got to clock in you got to clock out you get an hour for lunch i want to have the freedom to be able to do that whenever i want yeah because to me that's not real real freedom <laughs> no you i mean you're definitely controlled by you sign a contract with a company you're controlled by it yeah absolutely Postmates and DoorDash, baby. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My thoughts, so I work for a large hotel company, and do I want to work there forever? Probably not. Would I if the opportunities, like I was saying, keep presenting themselves and it's always something different and it's a challenge? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I could do that because there's so many different things in in, in the hospitality industry that that you can do, um, even just with one company as those companies grow over 10, 20 years. 
And I, I see people that have been with com- this company for a very, very long time, and they've loved it. I don't know right now. I can't answer it fully if that's for me, but... I don't think so because I'd love to be my own boss one day. Whether that's starting my own company or it could be a consulting company. Um, and we talked a little bit about this in another episode. But f- for me, it's really I want to continue to learn different areas of what I think I'm good at. And I'm in the job that I am now because I think I'm good at it. But I want to continue to learn about myself through the job that I'm doing so that I get a paycheck while I'm doing this learning to then decide what is it exactly that I can do for other people. Because in the hospitality industry, my mind is always around other people. Like, how do I make you happy? How do I make you enjoy your experience, your time, your money um, more than what you did the day before? And until I find that, I think I'll stay with, with what I'm doing. But right now, it's kind of that's the learning opportunity to constantly figure out what's next. But yeah. I don't see myself doing it till I'm retiring. Yeah. I mean... So, yeah, I mean, the reason why I asked that question, too, I mean, because we all think differently. And um, that brings me up. You said, you know, being your own boss. um, And I'm just playing devil's advocate here, you know, starting a conversation. Um, I know uh, my, you know, my girlfriend's dad started his own company. Um, Know a couple other people that started their own company. Caleb's one of them. Um, How many, how many partners do you have? One partner. One partner. So um, as you're you're early starting up um he's about um 12 years in and like once you start building it up and and it booms and you're you are your own boss you are the owner of the company um that really starts to control you too like you when you're your own boss that company owns you now like you everything relies on you so Mm -hmm. even when you are your own boss in my opinion i'm just saying this um you don't have that much. Yeah, are freedom. you are you really your own boss? No. Yeah, are you really your own boss? Yeah. yeah. You I mean, you got forecasting, you got to deal with, you know, hiring people, the the right people. They might screw you. you like there's just your partner so, your partner could screw you. Your partner could screw you. Yeah, yeah. Caleb, shit. And <laughs> just kidding. And uh, um but like that's just my opinion when you when you're your own boss, yeah, it's cool. You got a you got a good, you know, head on your shoulders. You're you're the man. You're but the top. You're yeah. the top. You're the top. You're the man. And people love power. But to me, like, you can have that shit. I'd rather just be in the sun with, like, <laughs> in the pool. You know? It's just, like, yeah. I don't know. It's a different way of thinking. I don't know exactly how I'm going to get there. But I know I definitely don't want to be my own boss. That's that's for sure. Yeah. So, great questions. Um, the, the way I think about it and my business partner has, has helped me kind of develop this as well. It's, like... What is the end goal? And you mentioned that. Mm-hmm. For us as a company, we've done this since day one. It's like, how, what is the end goal? I don't want to be a slave to my business. Mm-hmm. I've essentially just got my own job at that point. I've created my own job, but I'm, sure. I'm yeah. still, I'm the boss, but it's also my job. Yeah. Um, more than a nine to five job. You can't leave that one. Right. But <laughs> the, the goal for us, it's like, we have a team to handle. We, we partner with another marketing firm that handles different aspects of what we that we develop and then they handle the day-to-day for us it's like what is the earliest we can remove ourselves from the business yeah that mm-hmm. that is our end goal it's like okay do I need to hire somebody to do this great let's put that person hire them to do the project management then I take a step back I work on you know maybe that way you're just directing exactly people. Yeah. that yeah. is when you build a business not working 90 hours a week in the business mm-hmm. that you, you I can agree with that yeah. yeah so that's that's my kind of perspective on it and I have I've learned my so my dad completely opposite way of what I just said he is he started his own accounting firm ended up selling it but he worked in the business 60 70 80 hours a week didn't hire enough people, in my opinion, but I think he could have removed himself from the business a lot earlier than he than he actually did before he sold it. Right. So mm-hmm. I've kind of viewed that from you know a child father relationship, and then kind of partnered up with with Garrett. He thinks the exact opposite. He's like, okay, who can I hire to remove myself as soon as possible? Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what I think yeah. for sure. Four hour work weeks, another exactly. good book. Yes, um, great book. <laughs> Tim Ferriss. Just, yeah. It, great Tim guy. Ferriss does a ton of awesome stuff. But Oh, my dad. How do you automate? My, da- <laughs> my dad loves Tim Ferriss. He sends me, 
I, and by the way, we're going to get, get Matt's dad on here one time. If you looked at this, he sends theory. me Tim Ferriss, not even just conspiracy theory. Tim Ferriss, he was like, look at, this is my Twitter messages. I don't ever respond. I was like, why are you messaging me on Twitter? Just winks. Your and dad's quote, messaging Oh, it's Twitter. winks and videos like Tim Ferriss. Like, this is literally... I never <laughs> respond. It just keeps going. <laughs> and it's every day. He's like, he's, he, he loves Tim Ferriss. He, For those of oh, you that he, he, no, he that, loves we got Tim like Ferriss. eight or nine scrolls deep in Matt's... Uh, <laughs> four-hour work week, four-hour body, four-hour mind, everything four-hour. He loves Tim Ferriss. I mean, I had a really good conversation with him when I when I visited oh, yeah. his use. Cryptos. Oh, I was like, Tim? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He had a four-hour yeah, conversation. Tim Ferriss, he's yeah. sweet, man. We should get Dapped my dad up. on We're here. He would, my, it would be a four-hour podcast. We wouldn't talk. <laughs> You'd have a lot of editing to do. Yeah. But yeah. That, that's fine. Um, so, yeah, we had some other questions here. Um, uh, what makes you feel inspired or like, like how you feel you're, you're your best self? Um, I, I think happiness is learning every day. Uh, that's my kind of view on happiness. It's like, how, how do I, when, when am I the most happiest? And this is just me, one person in the entire world. It's like, I'm most happiest when I'm learning and executing on what I've just learned. So it's a lot of, like we you mentioned like earlier. Getting it down, like makes you happy. Yeah and, yeah, and knowing that information and knowing what you're talking about and constantly growing. I, just, I think growth is happiness. Yeah. For for me, that's that's what I define happiness is. And growth, we talk on my podcast a lot about what is growth. I mean, that could be personal, that could be business, that could be whatever it may be. Dick size. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Tim's but Tim's dad. Eat your mushrooms. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a another story. <laughs> that's my favorite thing. <laughs> yep. Yep. So you guys are wondering, I'll tell you. My my dad, <laughs> I think we all are wondering. Yeah. My dad I hated mushrooms as a kid and I think I was like 11 years old and the I, magic mushrooms? Yes. I probably would have liked them. No, I don't <laughs> um, but no, these are sautéed mushrooms too. Like not just he picked them out of the yard. I I and he, I I would just never eat them with a the meal and he was like, "Damn, you got to eat them." I was like, "Why?" He's like, "It makes your dick bigger." And I was like, "Absolutely, I'll eat them now." <laughs> Did it work? No, he liked it. <laughs> so talk about growth. I haven't, I haven't grown since eleven. <laughs> but uh, yeah, do you guys have any more questions? I don't think so. Yeah, I think we're good. Appreciate you so much for coming um, from Atlanta, not just to do this podcast. He, I mean, he loves us, but his family's here too, um, which he probably likes more. Uh, <laughs> but I, I wish Charlotte was open, man. There's so many new restaurants. It is now. Restaurants it is fifty percent. Yeah. yeah, restaurants. Restaurants, uh, restaurants are open. Maybe ah, we got just opened. Yeah. They open yeah. at five p.m. Friday, May twenty second. So we, we got, got an hour hours. and a half. All right. Um, but yo, seriously, thank you so much for coming. I enjoyed this. Hope you had a great time. Yep. Um, if you haven't already, follow his podcast. Business made me do it. It's all over Apple Podcasts, Spotify. So same as ours. Um, and if you uh, want to learn more about his company, it's on Conversion Stream. Just Google it. You yep. guys are what? You guys are smart enough. Yeah, to find Google's it. everywhere. ConversionStream.com if you're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. All right. Yeah, thank you so much and appreciate you coming once again. Thank you for listening. I hope you guys liked that episode. Uh, once again, they are Some View Pod on Instagram. And yeah, that is episode five, the Business Made Me Do It podcast. Thank you once again for listening. If you haven't yet, subscribe, leave a rating, leave a review. It would mean the absolute world to me. Um, yeah, thank you guys for listening to these ear nuggets. Cue the outro. Cue the outro.